0: Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 310. This is the weekly podcast about American flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2017, Certified American Grown Flowers. The Certified American Grown program and label provide a guarantee for designers and consumers on the source of their flowers. Take pride in your flowers and buy with confidence. Ask for Certified American Grown Flowers. To learn more, visit AmericanGrownFlowers.org. In 2014, when this podcast was in its first year of existence, I met Jillian Hodgson, virtually, as is the case for so many of us who value the positive attributes of social media. On February 18th of that year, appearing on what was only the 30th episode of the Slow Flowers podcast, I introduced you to Jillian, and I called her the mother of the British Flowers Movement. A Yorkshire-based flower farmer and owner of Fieldhouse Flowers, Jill founded Flowers from the Farm in 2011. The not-for-profit network is run and administered solely by volunteers and has grown to more than 500 members. Most members are sole traders running small or micro businesses, farmers, smallholders and gardeners who are using their knowledge of horticulture and floristry to grow and present a different range of flowers from those available in the supermarkets and the wholesale markets in the UK. From Cornwall up to Scotland and every region in between, these artisan flower farmers are growing old favorites, sweet peas, bells of Ireland, dahlias and aquilegia, as well as trying out lots of new varieties. Flowers from the Farms members grow for wholesale, sell to retail and event florists, as well as to the public at farmer's markets and craft fairs. Some have farm gate sales or have teamed up with local shops to sell their bunches and bouquets. There are also ones who have online stores and others who are utterly brilliant as wedding and event florists. Sound familiar? It's a lot like Slow Flowers, of course. On the beautiful new 2.0 version of Flowers from the Farms website relaunched recently, we learned this. Although the majority of British flowers are sold during the summer months, flowers can be grown in Britain all year round. Scented narcissi start to come out of Cornwall and the Sillies in October. Tulips from Lincolnshire are in the shops for Christmas. Many members are skilled at forming gorgeous winter foliage, scented shrubs, and the winter flowers into amazing displays during the shortest days of the year. Flowers from the Farm brings together all these growers and florists and provides local meetings and events, encouraging members to come together to build displays at all the big flower shows, holding workshops to improve members' skills, and equally important, provide a place where members can make friends with like-minded people who become new work colleagues. Again, sounds a lot like our Slow Flowers community, right? A little more than a year after we recorded our long-distance podcast interview via Skype, I met Jillian and many of her flowers from the farm colleagues, farmers and florists, in the Yorkshire region at a very special high tea gathering at RHS Harlow Carr, a beautiful botanical garden. On that same trip in 2015, I met and interviewed Helen Evans of London's New Covent Garden Flower Market who encouraged me to emulate British Flowers Week and launch American Flowers Week, which I did that year. I also met Sarah Statham of Simply By Arrangement, who hosted me in Hebden Bridge, a village in Yorkshire, and showed me and my mother Anita the most magnificent, unforgettable time. By the way, all of these conversations and experiences are captured on the Slow Flowers podcast, so please see the show notes for episode 310 and find links to our archives of those past interviews. Why am I going on and on about these wonderful British friends and their homegrown flowers? Well, today I have a lovely update for you, a new conversation with Jill Hodgson. To my complete surprise and delight, I reunited with Jill in person last week at the Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers Regional Meeting in Ontario, Canada. I attended what was a fabulous and well-organized two-day conference hosted by many ASCFG Canadian members. After spending a few days with my other tribe at the Garden Writers Association Symposium in Buffalo, New York. Once I realized that I could add a few days to my travels and journey just about an hour and a half to spend time with ASCFG members, many of whom are also involved in the Slow Flowers community, I jumped at the chance. And there, walking alongside me during a tour at Green Park Nurseries, was my friend Jill. On a whim, she decided to fly over to Canada to attend the conference and have a fun vacation with her husband. Of course, with my digital recorder in my backpack, Jill had little choice but to sit down with me for a 30-minute interview. I asked her to update the Slow Flowers community on news about the British-grown flower community. And you'll love hearing about what's happening in a very dynamic hub for local British-grown flowers, seasonal, local, and sustainable, much like the Slow Flowers narrative. Visit com to see photos and find links and more resources about flowers from the farm and Jill Hodgson's news, including all the relevant social places where you can follow along. Please enjoy our conversation. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast. I am Delighted to introduce you, reintroduce you to Jill Hodgson. Hi, Jill. Hello there. It's it, really good to be back. <laughs> it's great to reconnect. <laughs> uh, Jill is a bonus guest. Um, I didn't know I was going to see her today. I'm at the ASCFG. Uh, conference in the Ontario area in Canada and I heard that there was a one UK attendee but I didn't even... <laughs> and it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you may recall uh, meeting Jill uh, in my very first year of the podcast she I, we met through social media on Twitter I think and she is the founder of Flowers from the Farm UK which is sort of the Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers in Britain. version yes. in Britain and yep. you have um, a, your own farm called this is fieldhouse flowers fieldhouse flowers yeah, i
1: did 't want to miss okay. no fieldhouse flowers based on our family farm, which is up in Yorkshire, which is about halfway up for those of whose geography of britain isn 't awfully good as mine isn 't of the states' uh, it's about halfway up the country on the eastern side
0: I heard you say you 're kind of close to Ireland, but is that 's not correct is it is, no it 's on the other side' oh, it's okay. the other side of the country okay but, great yeah, oh, le- maybe level I, level with Ireland I level with yes, Ireland okay yeah. so um, this organization that you have um, is uh, how old now? Uh, I
1: began Flowers from the Farm back in 2011. Okay. And so, what, we're going back six years now. Mm-hmm. Time's flown. Mm-hmm. And when I started it, it was... Well, really, I, I started looking around for an organization to join because flower farming, like any sort of farming, can be a bit lonely at yeah. times. yeah. It's good you want to, you start wanting to share your knowledge. You want to start asking other people for a bit of their knowledge, a bit of help, to questions you can't find the answer to. Looked around for an organization to join. Couldn't find one anywhere. Uh, I was very jealous of the America having the ASCFG, so I thought Britain needs one of these, so I started Flowers on the Farm. And for quite a long time, a few months anyway, it just had the one member. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: Fieldhouse Flowers, yeah, right? that was me.
1: Yeah.
0: Before we go on, what... What is the point, or at the time, what was the focus of Fieldhouse Flowers? Were you uh, my own my growing own company? Own I was. Yeah. I was
1: growing. I'd been growing for about three years, and I'd set off simply selling flowers at the end of the drive. From that, I moved on to my local farmers' markets, and it was really at farmers' markets that made me realise the demand for local flowers or the potential for local flowers. When I'd been selling flowers at the end of the drive, it was very successful, but I didn't tend to meet the customer. Mm. I was putting flowers out, and at the, during the day I went out and put more flowers out, collected the money out of the honesty box, but that didn't connect me with a customer. Right. When I went to the farmer's market for the first time, I met these people, and they were saying, these flowers are fantastic. We haven't seen flowers like this before. What's this? What's that? And it made me realise how disconnected the public had become from flowers that their parents, their grandparents had all recognised. And so I thought, what a market there is for these flowers. More people need to start growing them. And that's when I started looking around for an organisation for to spread this news that look, there's a market here. People need to start filling it.
0: I love it that you said you were the only member for a little while. (laughs) Well, How did you go about uh, recruiting and getting the word out? Well, you
1: couldn't do it without social media, could you? Having said that, the big break really came when uh, I put out a... Um, We have the National Farmers Union over in in Britain. I'm sure you have an equivalent over here. And being farmers, we were members. And so I asked my local um, secretary at the National Farmers Union if she would put out a press release for me. So I wrote a press release, making it sound as if I was a lot bigger than I really am, because you need to big yourself up, don't you? Sure. And so she put out this press release. And my local paper, the Yorkshire Post, which, if you live in Yorkshire, is the pinnacle, obviously. You right, know, it's, uh, like, it's they, like. They picked up the story. I love it. And uh, it really went from there. And so um, then
0: people started contacting it, probably.
1: Actually, the Yorkshire Agricultural Society read the piece in the Yorkshire Post and asked me would I like to come and uh, show off my flowers at the upcoming Great Yorkshire Show? And that's really the first time I got a chance to go in front of the public and I built a flower display. and I wasn't selling flowers, just built a really pretty display at our three-day show. And I stood there by the side of it and when people asked about flowers, I told them about them. And that started uh, spreading the news. I think maybe a couple more people joined from that. How wonderful. I think it maybe took, maybe even after a year, I'd only got a couple of dozen members because it's slow. Anything's slow at the beginning, it doesn't. And also... Local flowers at that time didn't have the prominence that they have now. It wasn't a thing that was known in Britain at all. I think we're lagging a few years behind what was happening in America. Huh, I was going to
0: say that we had sort of the parallel journey from like the early adopters and, you know, may, it's not even mainstream yet in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And you're probably you're facing yeah. similar.
1: Oh, yes. I think yeah. we sound, we, we face very similar um, problems right. and difficulties, talking with people today at, the, at this wonderful day we've, been, we've had with the ASCFG, and talking with yourself as well about what's happening, uh, the things are, we're at a very similar stage. Yeah, but, we had a lot yeah. of, uh, I'm going to borrow that idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes,
0: we did, yeah. <laughs> well, um, so fast forward to today, so Flowers from, from the Farm is um, in its seventh year, Sixth sixth year
1: year now, yes, sixth year we'll say, And and
0: you have grown to how many members? We've got just over 500 members. That is
1: is phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. Of course, the uh, paperwork has multiplied 500 times, which I hadn't sort of realized this was going to happen, (laughs) which is a bit of a drawback, but all the same, the the benefits far outweigh the, the... the difficulties that that's brought me. Well,
0: okay, other than just numbers, how do you, how are some, what are some of the highlights to measure the, the impact and the success of just creating a, a, a clearinghouse for 500 people like you? I mean, that's really exciting.
1: I think there's so many benefits, uh, not least of which it's, uh, it's increased my social life immensely.
0: <laughs> You're not this little you know? quiet little farmer in the country no, anymore. No, I'm
1: not. And there's, you must find the same thing. Aren't flower farmers anybody actually to do with flowers? They're nice people. I'm sure there's not rogue one here and there. Right, But on the whole, they're nice people. Does working with flowers make people nice or are nice people drawn to working with flowers. Chicken and egg, I really don't know which came first. But they're such lovely people. I, it's uh, Working with flowers, talking about flowers, promoting flowers all over the country, it's just brought me into touch with so many people. But... As Flowers and the Farm grew, I divided the country up into nine different regions. Each region now has a coordinator, and within those regions, um, each area now visits its local county shows, like I imagine a bit like Mm -hmm. your state fairs, Mm -hmm. um, and builds displays Mm -hmm. at those shows. We also appear at every Royal Horticultural Society flower show except the big one. We haven't yet managed to crack
0: Chelsea. Wait, let's um, just say what those are because I know there's awesome. how many RHS uh, gardens? Uh, do they all have flower shows?
1: Um, no, no, there's okay. four gardens, RHS gardens, and there will be, a, there's a fifth now in the planning, um, but the, no, they don't all have flower okay. shows. Okay. So um, the, apart from RHS Chelsea, which is the most famous, um, the next biggest one in our country would be Hampton Court. And you did that this Year. we did that with that's our third year at Hampton Court Actually, oh gosh, there's also cool. um Tatton RHS Tatton which is up in the uh northwest it's also our third year of doing that one this year was the very first RHS Chatsworth Chatsworth being the lovely uh, country home of the oh, Duke right, of Devonshire right it was the very first in this year and we did that that's and fabulous. also RHS Harlow Carr it was our second year there or maybe third year there
0: uh, and so, there's and representation, and it's
1: getting British flowers out in front of people, mm. as well as the RHS shows. Almost every county has its own show. So, we've been at the Bath and West, the, the Yorkshire show, the um, Gardening Scotland, uh, Gardeners World live at the NEC, that's in Birmingham. We've been at the Norfolk show, the Royal Sandringham show, where our flowers from the farm, based on what a good job they did of it last year, this year actually got invited to display in the Royal Marquee, and so had. Uh, Charles and Camilla come up and chat with all the people that were standing behind the stand but this is such a lovely opportunity so in every area there's local members uh, if they want to, can join in with a group, building a display um, manning the stand for the next few days just, just engaging with the public wow. and obviously then uh, promoting British flowers, promoting flowers from the farm, but promoting themselves as well giving right. out their own business cards right. you know, and pro- you know meeting with members it, of the
0: public it's it's so interesting because it's like this whole uh idea of community which i love to promote with slow flowers that what when you're succeeding i'm succeeding and it, you, your your example of members promoting flowers from the farm and promoting their region and their own flowers mm. it all kind of is is if, symbiotic. if you're
1: doing that all over the country everybody benefits right because uh many people will 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 come to a show maybe if they might be on holiday so they might be visiting a county show miles and miles Mm. away from from where they Mm -hmm. live and they'll see one of us and they this is great and we can say to them oh well you've got local growers close to you look on our website and look at the map um you'll be able to find a local grower back near your own home when you go back and now it is that is actually starting to be true
0: well (laughs) and you said that you um divided the country up um into nine, nine regions. regions. How yeah. long ago did that happen?
1: That was in about, the th- probably about three years ago okay. when it became obvious that I could no longer carry on running the whole thing all alone. Um,
0: and Jill, and so- you, you said this is a non-profit? Oh, it's not for profit. Oh, yeah. We all it's
1: all run to- not for profit or run totally f- all by volunteers. Nobody gets any pay right. for doing this. And you're the Nobody chief gets- volunteer,
0: which is chief volunteer volunteer up
1: <laughs> all my time. But uh, you know, there's yeah. been a lot of benefits as oh, well. Oh, of course.
0: As um, you're you do have dues or or some some pe- some kind of fee that people pay to be part of this, right? Oh, yes, we do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you you were telling me that you you've Put a lot of that revenue into building a new website. Is that
1: very nearly all? Okay. All uh, we'd managed to save up over the five years has now gone into a new website, which was long overdue, but we simply didn't have the money to, to right. change it. Right. We still had the site that we set off with when we just had the one member. Uh, <laughs> but we'd been, do, we'd been adding things and adding on plugins and more plugins and more so it coped with more and more number of people, but it made it very clunky. Um, totally manual input, so whenever somebody just joined, I was having to put everybody on manually, do all the subscriptions manually, oh, for goodness um, A lot of reminding of people that didn't pay their subscriptions. Um, this new site, although it's cost us all the money we had, is now doing a lot of that, so it's well worth oh, the I'm money. I'm so excited to see it. Oh, that's
0: wonderful. It's just lovely,
1: you know, uk, go okay. and have a look.
0: <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so that branding then is um, a benefit of joining, that people can put that on the yes, logo on the website. Yeah, they go on the thing.
1: website. They are individually searchable as well. So yeah. somebody just looking for them um, randomly on yeah. Google or something, they will come up on the first mm-hmm. page because mm-hmm. they, they've got their own SEO within Flowers and Farm mm-hmm. website. They've got their own profile is up there. And so you can search them. You can search them online. And we th- we're very happy with it. There's more... Th- things that we want to add to the new website yet but it's important just to get the basics there and right but right. you see it's so well i don't mean it's easy because it's not but we've got a lovely product haven't we deborah yes so um it's not like imagine the poor person people that have to build a, a website to sell i don't know a laundry widget. powder yeah. or yeah. something right. like that you know? <laughs> exactly I mean, you know, all i did was uh, i sort of just put out on our monthly newsletter I'm looking for good quality photographs. And I gave people a bit of a line because we'd already decided what our, the colours of the, the branding was going to be, that we were going for um, strong colours. And so I said, and we'd like, we said, rather than just having pictures of your lovely flowers, we want to know about you as well. So mm. how about some pictures with you in? Because people buy from people. Right. On our old site, it worked, you know, it, it did for what we wanted at the time, but the, flower, the pictures were just all flowers. I so, said, no, we want the stories behind these as well. So we want pictures of you with your flowers. Right. And that's, if you go on, that's on the front page. That's what will... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's what will hit you in the eye, all these and, wonderful people.
0: And you're all kind of... Um, we're, we're all learning how to use social media and how oh, yeah. to um, put our faces out there. Um, but with all 500 voices together, you are... I would imagine you're getting a, a lot of nat- national press attention. I see you pop up occasionally where you're, you know, asked to be the spokesperson for this movement. Um, is that continuing or does it happen just at floral holidays? Or, you know, what are you seeing in terms of the awareness in the, like, the media awareness of British it's, flowers? It's growing
1: all the time. Okay. Certainly. Um, it, it, obviously it's a bit seasonal because it's when Chelsea comes up or British Flowers Week or something if, if flowers suddenly hit the news, then I'm getting the phone calls wanting quotes from newspapers but there's a growing awareness that's that's not just seasonal that's there all the year you're seeing them uh, featured more uh, you know in the glossy magazine shoots the the, the the flowers on that sideboard in that house will be. Seasonal flowers, and will will it yeah. be called out
0: sometimes, or is it just you Possibly know? Possibly not. It? Mm.
1: But even then, the people that are buying that magazine, looking at that picture, who are inspired by that setting, they're going to know. You know that they they can tell that the flowers right. haven't just come. They, they aren't. I don't want they're to say not- bog standard flowers because I like all flowers. Yeah, but we are in the mar- We are in the market for pushing out and getting better known the, the, the different varieties of flowers, the amazing wide variety of flowers that we can grow in, this, in our country and which have got sidelined by the supermarkets simply because they can't stand the, the rigours of travel, of transport, mm-hmm. and because, well, thankfully, they can't meet the supermarkets requirements and I'm quite pleased they haven't because that leaves us such a lovely niche market of our own.
0: Right. You're, you're able to bring mar- flowers to market that a supermarket wouldn't touch. Because they won't touch because
1: they demand um, an 11 day uh, life.
0: And uniformity and durability. Yeah, that's durability. it. Straight, yeah. straight
1: stums. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to, everything in order to get um, four buckets vertically on a Dutch trolley to f- which is sort of their measurement because okay. they want to get a certain number of trolleys inside a transporter. So the flowers are, have to be cut down to, you know, we may be looking at 45 cent, uh, centimetres, uh, 15 inches. Right. Or something like that. Well, we don't, you know, and yet...
0: You're not limited by that. No,
1: no, we don't. And we don't want to be because somebody will pay a premium for that extra long. Well, imagine beautiful big tulips. Oh and things goodness. like that, the 60 centimeters, possibly more, some of them. And what a waste to have to cut them down just to um, fit in a supermarket box. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a different
0: product. Well, you also um, really helped me understand that um, no one who's, or maybe I shouldn't be so specific, but it seems like many people who are in, in Flowers from the Farm, they're not trying to be a national supplier to anyone. They're really local with a capital L. Um, in their radius of 20 miles or, or yes. kilometers or whatever. Yes. I guess there's miles in the UK, right? Yes, it de- yeah,
1: definitely, miles. definitely miles, yes, um, although some of us are bilingual and can <laughs> manage kilometers as well. No, do you, you're right. Do you think? Um, why do you think that is?
0: Just the nature of flower farming?
1: I'm not really sure, but then a lot of our growers, they're still, they're small, they're one-man bands. Uh, you don't want to be spending an awful lot of your time on delivery. And so just be ne- if you're working mainly if you're happy with and who wouldn't be, a uh, twenty mile radius. Right. You know, Ten mile radius. It's a, tw- it's Ten mile radius, how big does that quickly do the maths for us? Ten mile well, radius. I you don't know that's I mean, three hundred is that three hundred no, that's hundred square miles? I'm I don't nod. know. No. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't have the we'll mask be, you Anyway, it's, really, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's 300 square miles yeah. per r squared. Yes, there you go. It's 300 square miles. Who and, wouldn't be happy? And the a market of 300 square miles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, as, it's as much as one person on their own really wants. That's if you're r- looking at the weddings or the florists or whatever within that area. That's brilliant. I hadn't thought of that. Why, why take your flowers further afield? There's probably a, a grower 20 miles away, 30 miles away. And, you know, she can, or he, can service that area. Mm-hmm. Um, the nicest thing, I think, is getting known in your own local area. So, as soon as people think, I want that special bunch of flowers, or when a florist suddenly wants a certain variety, a whole bucket full of them, whatever, your name is the one that springs mm-hmm. to mind, because mm-hmm. they
0: know that you're just doing the area. and. You're synonymous with local British-grown flowers. Yes, local, yes,
1: local seasonal flowers, Mm -hmm. and it's it's such it's such wonderful product.
0: Are there people who are trying to do season extension and have product in the winter, or are they foraging, or do they just uh, does the market get quieter quieter then?
1: Mm, Yeah, a bit quieter, but to be honest, the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. Um, There is no limit to people's uh, imaginations. We're lucky in having, in the southeast of England, we've got the Cornwall, um, Devon area, and we've also got the Isles of Scilly, which are a group of islands well off the coast, um, which are almost there, and the Scilly Isles are frost free. Wow. Um, they're about the only part of Britain that is. So they will start um, cutting their scented narcissi- in before the Christmas, for the Christmas market. So they're there in about middle of uh, November. So those of our members who do want to carry on, say, doing farmer's markets or subscription buckets are quite happy. You know, they will sort of buy in from a British wholesaler down in Cornwall who sends them just out overnight. And then our members are adding their own foliage. Mm. And they're still British grown right. and they're just managing to tick over then through the winter. A lot of them obviously are doing Christmas wreaths as well. Um, some are foraged stuff and some have been saving and drying flowers throughout the season just to keep them going over the winter. Sure. Other people like me really just like to have a rest. <laughs> so now, you know, um, I'm very happy that when the first big frost comes that blackens my dahlias and up with us in Yorkshire, that's about the middle of October. I'm very happy to say, no, that's it now, through till Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. And I've realised that our Mother's Day in Britain is a lot earlier. Sadly, our Mother's Day over there is, is in the middle of March which isn't really conducive to the flower farmer. We'd really like it to be about the same time as yours yes. is over here in the States. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's where the Cornwall
0: sw- uh, source of... of that's British when it's flowers. handy, yeah. just to have him,
1: just for that, because everybody's then suddenly looking for flowers around wow. Mother's Day. But at least we can get the, the scent, lots of scented narcissi. And, um, but that, by that time, a few of us have got flowers. We just can't rely on having that that number really you have to be really yeah you have to be really that's your guarantee that's just your to know that we can say yes we can do a lovely big bunch Mm -hmm. of that because i know i can get anemones coming out of cornwall
0: right and that kind of responding to weather, responding to seasons, that's just every flower farmer has to be yeah. adaptable. Yes, you do. Because you Absolutely. can't predict it. No,
1: you can't predict it, but then you've got to turn that into the, the positive and say, no, sorry, you can't have those at that time of year, or no, those aren't, you know, those, those, it's been extra hot, those are over, but look, we have these now instead, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. there's, you always put mm-hmm. a positive spin on it, mm-hmm. you
0: know? wow uh this is really fun and i i was just thinking i should go back and um pull the link to uh the podcast that we did <laughs> back in i want to say 2013 or 14 and um and listen to what number of members you Cited yes. then because it's probably almost doubled in I would size. Probably, I
1: always think it's doubled in okay. that time because it is growing more quickly all the time. It's that, it was that initial year that was difficult sure. just to get the name out there, to get to start growing. And now, yes, we're, I think we're, we're assured of success, really.
0: I really love Flowers the from the Farm as a name rather than, I don't know, the British Flower Growers Association. No, it, says,
1: it does what it says on the tin, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <Really>?
0: yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, anything around the horizon other than this brand new website that you're cooking up or that how people can... We
1: would love uh, to take our flowers to um, Chelsea to the Chelsea Flower Show in May of next year. It and just and that just gives is me the shivers
0: sh- hearing you say that. Oh, I hope yes. it happens. I
1: hope it happens too. Oh my gosh. Um, applications open later on this month and we have a pretty good pedigree now with having already appeared at so many RHS shows and taking gold or at least silver gilt at nearly all of them. I think I'm pretty certain we will be accepted, but that's only the first of my hurdles uh, Taking a flower show, taking your flowers to Chelsea is expensive. You don't have to pay to enter, but the simple logistics of putting together a stand that will then stand there for six days, demand that stand for six days to manage breakdown, to manage Getting the logistics of getting your flowers from all over the country to a central London location that has very strict rules about how many vehicles are allowed Mm -hmm. to enter, the window of opportunity for getting your flowers in, keeping them in good condition when it's down there, the the costs involved in that. We're looking into tens of thousands of pounds. So once I'm accepted, and I'm assuming we will be, once we're accepted, then I have to go and look for a sponsor. Well, listen, do an
0: Indiegogo campaign or something so we can support you <laughs> over here in North America. Because it, it's sort of like, okay, maybe we can vicariously live through <laughs> that experience. Oh,
1: <laughs> or ra- you can
0: raffle off the opportunity <clears throat> to volunteer with the Flowers of the Farm folks. I, I'm oh, sure. no, no yes. No I would help you legs. do that. <laughs> 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 well. You know, I love that you said you have a pedigree now. It, you didn't just say on year one, let's go for Chelsea. That 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 wouldn't have been a really smart thing to do. But you've you've proven that this yeah. is a, a such an important facet of British agriculture, and that there's this this groundswell of of participation. So that gives you a lot of street credibility right there. Yes, it does. Good. Yeah.
1: We also needed to build our own confidence. Uh, none of us are trained set designers or anything like that yet we've learned through doing all these other um, shows how to uh, build a display that the, public, that the public like wow you know that they want to come up and chat with you and uh, we've got a lot of collective knowledge now from the shows yes, we've done you do. all over the country
0: will you share a few photos of some of the some of those displays yes, I, of course I, i'd I will. love yes. to i'd love to have yes, people some. see what they look like yeah. oh that's wonderful yeah, glad to And your own farm is completely um, thriving, even though you're here in Canada right now, you left it behind. It's
1: it's, it's probably growing a whole load of weeds while I'm here in Canada. But Um, I am only away from it for, um, a week eight days yeah and so it, it, things can't deteriorate too much can no they, it sounds like you have a time.
0: wedding to go home and produce so. yes yes
1: I do yeah yeah, yeah. and I did well on the day I came away as well <laughs> I just managed to shoehorn this visit just very carefully in between in between both but my business is going okay obviously it's it's taking second seat to flowers from the farm yeah I couldn't have given I didn't have the time to give my all to both things
0: no Um and what you're doing yeah, is I've really, got... it's, it, it's wonderful because it's, it's so, I don't know, you, you, you stepped into a leadership role that maybe you didn't quite realize was going to be so big. Oh, good Lord,
1: I a clue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it takes a, 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 just a capable woman to say, mm, I can do that, yeah. and uh, look what happens. So. I think,
1: do you think if you a country woman, having grown up in a small rural community, it was the ethos you grow up with. Um, your parents, your grandparents had probably all been on it's it's the organisation it's it's the church committee it's the parish council it's the the committee that runs the village hall and when the windows of the village hall needed painting you were the people that went out with the paintbrush and did it or the, the churchyard needs mowing and in a a village that's what happened and people went out when i was growing and people did it so if you saw something that needed doing it didn't seem odd to be the one that would come forward and say well i better do that then right um and so i think i obviously hadn't a clue what i was getting myself into though had i
0: (laughs) well look i just you're right and i love the way you described it because it wasn't saying hey i want to be this media celebrity i don't i want the attention on me that wasn't your agenda at all it was I need to create a community because Mm -hmm. I'm by myself and there must be other people like me and I love that. Yeah, that was it, definitely. I'm so glad that I got to meet you through this and got to reconnect Everything
1: bumped into you again today that was lovely because right. I had no idea you were going to be there so I know what a surprise such fun
0: good well yeah. thank you so and much and you gave me a lift
1: back here as well which That's is really good absolutely as well. <laughs>
0: and I, I visited you once in the UK and I will be and back yes definitely so um, yeah. it's nice to see you over here and to share your story again and we know this audio is way better than the messed up audio I had last time so
1: <laughs> which well, isn't easier though when you're sitting in the same room rather than when you're trying to absolutely. do it
0: 6,000 miles. Skype was not my friend that day. But I'd love to um, repost for everybody at the show notes at com. We'll have all of Jill's social places and all of um, the ways that you can find and follow Flowers from the Farm because they are active on all levels of social media. And you I, are you guys still doing that Twitter uh... we do a
1: Twitter hour eight or nine on a, on a Monday night from okay in Brit- British time and that's that will be starting again in September yeah we we'll have just we take a two month break okay. over the summer okay. but that's good yeah, but we'll I'll do let that. everybody
0: know how to plug into that too yeah
1: yeah and I'll give the links as well for, for the Twitter for the Instagram
0: and so, wonderful uh, it would
1: be lovely to connect with everybody out there that's listening to this
0: okay wonderful thank you so much Jill oh, thank you Deborah it's an absolute pleasure oh great I feel the same way Thanks again for joining me today and having a little touch of the UK as you think about the fact that we're part of a global movement that's happening in domestic markets in many countries. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 222,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you to each one of you for downloading, listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. And if you value the content you receive each week, I invite you to show your thanks and support the Slow Flowers podcast with a donation. The button can be found on our homepage in the right column. Your contributions will help make it possible to transcribe future episodes of the podcast. Thank you to our family of sponsors, including Arctic Alaska Peonies, a cooperative of 50 family farms in the heart of Alaska, providing high quality American grown peony flowers during the months of July and August. Visit them today at ArcticAlaskaPeonies.com. Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliage, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides a top-quality product and service to the local floral industry. Find them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Longfield Gardens provides home gardeners with high quality flower bulbs and perennials their online store offers plants for every region and every season from tulips and daffodils to dahlias caladiums and amaryllis visit them at lfgardens.com syndicate sales an american manufacturer of vases and accessories for the professional florist Look for the American flag icon to find Syndicate's USA-made products and join the Syndicate Stars loyalty program at syndicatesales.com. Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds, supplied to farms large and small and even backyard-cutting gardens like mine. Check them out at johnnysseeds.com. The Association of Specialty-Cut Flower Growers, formed in 1988, ASCFG was created to educate, unite, and support commercial cut flower growers. Its mission is to help growers produce high-quality floral material and to foster and promote the local availability of that product. Learn more at ASCFG.org. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers Podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more American-grown flowers on the table, one vase at a time. And if you like what you hear, please consider logging on to iTunes and posting a listener review. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. Learn more about his work at KineticTreeFitness.com.